Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. is just outside his 20, off his foot, it's up for grabs, still bouncing down inside the 10, the Lions are on and almost to the end zone, stop what is happening? So there's a YouTube video that's several minutes of you saying what is happening. What? Yes, I found it earlier today. Are you serious? I recorded a couple of things. That's what I was like, because I, when you played this, I said, we didn't go through all these games and find no, out what is happening. No, not. No. I would not put that. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. I didn't know that. I just Googled. I don't even know what I put in. Dustin Nielsen happening, maybe? And there's a YouTube video? Yeah, it was a few minutes long. Yeah. There's, I don't know, half dozen highlights, yeah. ten highlights. Oh. Well, good to know. Yeah. I'll have to check and that Jay out. Jay did the thing. What is happening? Yeah, that was kind of neat. Did he, you mean to make that your catchphrase? No, I mean, no. Like I like the – I actually like Are You Kidding Me Better Like in big moments. Oh, yeah. And I've mentioned that at the tail end of some of them. But, uh, like, that's just – like. <laughs> The emotion that I have when I get involved in a game, I, in my mind, I'm just like, "What is happening right now?" So, I guess, I guess, <laughs> one of our old listeners made me like a "What is happening" T-shirt with like my face on it. Oh, that's and I was sweet. just like, "Oh my god!" But it's awesome. I mean, it's neat. But uh, yeah, I never. It's not like I sat down one day and was just like, "Oh man, I'm gonna say what is happening all the time." It just, yeah, I know that. Yeah. You know, it just, it's just pure emotion. So yeah, the the it's hard to. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've not done play-by-play to the extent you have. I mean, Jack has some go-to lines, but again, he finds them in the right moment. Yeah, like the, the pour it on, right? Like I know yeah. on our show, we always have fun with Jack saying, pour it on. Like they're right, like, yeah. that's a good one. Right? Yeah. But Jack's, I mean, Jack's good and he's got, he's got a few, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just, I used to like when I was in Fort Mac, when I first started, you know, and even when I was doing the Golden Bears, we'd have, like, a contest where people would text in a quote from a movie, and I'd work it in. Like, I can't do that in the CFL. But back in Fort Mac, I used to sit down and, like, come up with goal calls. And 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 I think it helped because, uh, I mean, I've used some of that play-by-play to get other gigs. But I don't, I don't do that yet with right. the CFL, and I don't know if I will. But uh, now it's just all kind of natural emotion, I guess. Well, that's, uh, that, that's the thing, right? But you have to try those things, especially – early in your career because well even I do stuff now part of the process for me for learning and and having fun and keeping interested is also finding out what doesn't work yeah it's not just about oh that was successful this was successful this was successful it's like okay I tried that and that was clunky or I tried this it felt 80% good oh, that's the 20% that didn't work. Yeah. And now if I get rid of that, then it's a home run segment or call or whatever. Yeah, like the, one of the things I don't like to do is overthink. Like some of the best bits that we came up with on our show, 
I guess we can now say back in the day. But, uh, you know, it's stuff that just naturally happened between yes. Eric and I. We're like, man, you know, that's really good. Let's run with that for a bit, right? Uh, the, the few times we tried to be like, oh, we need a new segment here, and we tried to put something together, and it didn't happen often that we would even attempt to do that. But when we would, we're like, eh, it feels forced. And we didn't like to force a lot of things in on the show, right? So that's how I feel like it would be with the play-by-play as well if I all of a sudden was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to say, this is ridiculous all the time. Like, it's, right. you know, it's just, it's just, I like to yell what is happening and are you kidding me? Because that's what's going through my mind in big moments. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, which stadium do you like calling games in the best? Uh, I mean, the views in B.C., Edmonton, Regina, and Winnipeg are all great. Mm-hmm. I think I probably like Mosaic just because there's, like, a big desk where I can have all my stuff out. And I stand to call the game anyway, but, like, in Vancouver, great view, but the table's, like, two feet. You can't really fit much on it. Commonwealth's pretty good. Commonwealth would probably be number two behind Mosaic. And and uh, IG Field in Winnipeg is good, but it's kind of like a stand-up desk. It's very narrow. You got room for, like, it's, it's, it's probably only a foot and a half wide. And some of the score clock is blocked at IG Field. So it's just the way it was constructed because I think it was made for like an outdoor stadium overseas or something like the plan. So some of the stuff's blocked. So I would say probably Mosaics 1 and then Commonwealth 2. So you rarely do a game in the East then? Yeah, when I first started, when I was the number three guy and Cuthbert was doing games out here and Rod Black was doing games out East, I would get whatever game they couldn't fly to schedule-wise. Right. So I did a bunch of games in Montreal, uh, which was great. Did a couple in Ottawa. I got one in Toronto. I still don't think – I called the Grey Cup in Hamilton on the radio yep. a couple years ago. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, I don't go past – I don't go east of Winnipeg anymore. I'm just the west guy. Are you doing Grey Cup on radio this year? Or you uh, well, last year they just simulcast the TV broadcast on oh, radio, right. which I will say right now – I hate that idea. It's the Grey Cup. It should have its own radio broadcast. Sure. I will die on that hill. Um, so I'll probably offer it to do it again. Um, but now I think we've only got three radio stations. Mind you, it would be put on a bunch of other stations across the country that would pick it up. So I think there should be a dedicated radio broadcast. Mm-hmm. And if there is one, it'll probably be me. But it was. It was. It's interesting here um, because. 6:30 Ched has the rights to the Edmonton. That's Elks. bizarre, right? We do not have the rights to the CFL. So I don't know what's going to happen this year. I, I don't. We could just carry the Grey Cup if we wanted to. But so in 2015, the El- the the Grey Cup was not on 6:30 Ched because and people well, you know we get well, why aren't you car- how can you not carry that the is Grey crazy? Cup? Well, because it's a CFL property. It's not a well. And as a as a play by play guy. I would lose it. Like, to call it all year, and then that team yeah. gets to the – like, I would I would lose my mind. You know, I guess I kind of felt that a little bit. I would do Golden Bears all the time, and then they go to Nationals, and Sportsnet picks it up. And I'm yeah. always like, oh, man, now, like, I wish I could call that. If there wasn't a TSN station here, then we could have carried it. Yeah. Because, like, Mark Steven mm-hmm. and those guys always got to do the stamps in the Great Cup. Yeah. But because there was a TSN, so I don't know this. Well, well, they're not, not going to make change the it. this year. I mean, I, it would be a remarkable turnaround yeah, if they made it to the Grey Cup. They'd have to go 9-2 <laughs> in their final 11 games just to make the playoffs. Just to make it, maybe. So what's, so what's your – I mean, I have uh, – again, and you heard my interview with Odell. Yeah. I actually think the defense is at the very at the very least average. It's probably an above-average defense. Special teams are mid-link. Yeah. Whatever. But – 
The offense just does nothing. Their defense is a playoff team. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a playoff defense. Yes. And the only time their defense ever looks bad is when they've been on the field the whole game, and then they get walked all over, right? So, I mean, in special teams, I think you want to have a kicker that you have faith in to kick a 50-yarder. And this last game... They didn't. He has, uh, well, that's just, another complaint. He's got a big leg. He's, a, a, he's a, a great dude. He's got a huge leg. But I think some of those deep shots, it kind of, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see them run him out there and see if he can hit a 50-yarder. Like, what's the point now? It's The season's almost over. But offensively, and I uh, I was I was still pretty big on Cornelius coming into this season because he just, he's raw. Like, you look at him, you're like, man, if this guy could hit, it would be great. He's got a... Huge arm. He moves very well. To me, his accuracy is just, it's killing him in, in key moments, you know? And that's, I don't, I don't know if that's something that gets better at all. And at this point, I guess you could ride it out and hope it gets better because you've committed to him and your season's kind of gone down the tank already. Um, but I, I think there could be a little bit more fire there in Cornelius too. Like he's, everybody says he's a great dude. I've dealt with him a little bit. Love the guy. Like really nice guy. But I want to see him get ticked off sometimes. And he seems so calm and cool, right? So, and, and the offensive line is not playoff caliber in my opinion either. And when you have a quarterback that's a little bit inaccurate, and your offensive line isn't terrific, you're fighting from behind most of the time in this league, yeah. right? So, well, in the CFL, if you say not playoff caliber, that's in the bottom third yeah. in the league, yeah. the bottom half. Yeah, and yeah. They, they spent a lot of money on receivers. I mean, maybe they should have spent a little bit on the line. But well, and McAdoo still. And I mean, I I criticized McAdoo in 2015 when they were winning the championship. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I I understand that little RPO as they call it. Yeah. But now defenses are just st- positioning a guy there. In, yeah, in, in, no matter what, in, like whether in, you take in, it or in not. Between Cornelius, because yeah. actually the guy that was sacking Cornelius on the left-handed interception at first wasn't trying to sack him. He yeah. was just, I'm just standing. He was in contained, basically. I'm just right? stand like, here and block the RPO, and yeah. then Cornelius didn't throw it. He's like, well, okay, I guess I got to chase him now because he's because yeah. now he's got the ball in his left hand. <laughs> <laughs> but I still wish. <sighs> I mean, there's ways to attack. I mean, yeah. Ottawa with a fourth stringer put up, what did they get to, 41 last well, night? Well, you know, Calgary at the beginning of the year I thought looked a little vanilla, and their offense has really come together the last couple of weeks as well, right? So there are changes you can make that might possibly be better for your quarterback, uh, but definitely take advantage of some of these receivers you have. Like, Moore's been great when they get him the ball. Mm-hmm. Dunbar's probably had a few drops that could be on him, could be on Cornelius. You know, I don't think they've properly utilized Mitchell's skill set so far this year. And then once they get Geno back, I mean, that should be one of the best receiving units in the entire league. But I I just don't know if they utilize them to their full capabilities, which is strange to me when you pump a bunch of money into it and then, yeah. you know, don't get these guys out on the run. Like, and again, they've never led at the half. They've been tied three times. They should have had the lead at Saskatchewan. They should have led Hamilton. Yeah. You could even argue they should have led Winnipeg at the half, and maybe you still lose. But at least you're putting another team in a chase position. At least, you know, if, like, it's, Hamilton was up 10-6, yeah. it probably should have been 17-7 for the Elks. Yeah. So if Hamilton comes out down 10, and you punt a couple times, yeah, you only get a field goal, then right? the stress builds, right? Where do you come on with the pooch kicks to start games? Hate them. Yeah. yeah. I know that Hamilton It worked the one off. time. It worked. I don't mind mixing it every once in a while. But to start, like, if that was tough to give Winnipeg 
to start the game, yeah. the ball on your own 48. Yeah. Like that's that's asking a lot I, of a really good defense. Like they're asking, they're asking a lot of them. I, I but don't get that. I mean, to me, if you're going to try and make somebody else handle it or make it uncomfortable, then kick one of those low sidewinders. Yeah. It's going to land on the 25. Yeah. And if it, it, then it could bounce anywhere. You should be able to get down there and cover that, right? Yeah. I do think C.J. Sims might take one home at some point this well, what, year. When so. is our last punt return? Uh, 2015. Ken, Ken, Ken Dial. Ken Two, Dial. 2015. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every Before every game since I started calling games, I've made a note in my book. Last return, 2015. Toronto, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Kendall Lawrence, right? Like, that was yeah. – yeah. I can't believe they haven't returned well, a touchdown in eight years, man. Like, Well, Odell said it. You just gotta keep. You just gotta hope it turns. I had Brian Kelly on last week, yeah. and he said, "Like they just, they just gotta keep showing up." I mean, things do change, but it it sucks when it, it and it, and it sucks when it's this. It's not like they're two and five, yeah. But they score thirty points a game, but they lose. I mean, that twenty I mean, thirteen I mean, team, yeah, they scored a ton of points. Yeah. They just could score them at the it's right just, time. It's just diff- it's different. Like, and the weird thing is, is they could string together a couple of wins. They're not technically out of it yet. Like, well, I know. That's can, the crazy like, that's thing. The the thing. But now they get BC and Winnipeg for the next two games. I know. So that's uh, that's that BC Lions team. I did them this week against the Riders. They're good. Yeah. I mean, with yeah. Evans as the quarterback, again, I think our defense can give them. Yeah. Even that 22 nothing game, they yeah. didn't take over till like you said, till the fourth quarter. Yeah, right? They, they hang around. The defense just gets tired because they're out there a ton, man. Dustin, this was an absolute pleasure. Uh, I, I mean it when I when I think you're an outstanding broadcaster. Yeah, thanks. And uh, I enjoy your play-by-play, and I know we'll see, probably see, well. You have all the podcasts you're doing, and I'm sure there are great things ahead for you still. Yeah, I. Uh, I it's, it's just really nice to be able to come on your show. Like, well, maybe we can do it I, again. I, I, I think your show is one of a dying breed, in that you give a lot of love to local sports, which I think needs to be done. So, keep 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 doing that, buddy. Thank you, Dustin. We'll see you soon. Yep. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right. Thanks to James H. Brown for being on board as our title sponsor. Inside Sports on 6.30, Ched. We're going to pack it in a little early tonight because every Monday during the CFL season, we have the Elks this week. Morley Scott uh, is going to be on the DL tonight, so Dave Campbell stepping in to host. Dave, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Did you hear any of Dusty? He's great. He's such a nice guy. I'm a big fan of Dusty, and you know I'm glad that I get to see him in my CFL travels, and nice to say hi to him. And he's always got the smile on his face; looks good in the suit too. Um, but you know, has has the right attitude and uh, has the right enthusiasm for the business. And you know, no matter what's happening around us, um, you know, there's still a joy that the business brings you as someone that's in it. You know, and I know you feel the same way. And uh, it, it's it's a, it's a fun job, and you can see it in Dusty's face. He loves doing it. So uh, it, it was a fun hour for sure, or I guess 45 minutes. Yeah, and uh, he does a great job calling the, the, the CFL. And 
I, I was so happy for him when he started calling games because you know he's come through. Uh, I mean, we, like, there's some similarities with me and him, not entirely, but we both did like I did U of A basketball, and I, I would do intermissions on Golden Bears uh, hockey for a little while. And so when you know yeah. you have the guys that go through the the U of A stuff too, it's always cool to see them doing other stuff. Uh, and it's of course uh, very cool working with you, Dave. And uh, you are doing the Elks this week, so no uh, no practice today. Are they back at it tomorrow? They're back at it tomorrow. It's day one, so games on Saturday against the Lions. Today was a special day. It's the uh, annual Monday Morning Magic at K-Days, and you know they haven't been able to do this every year, obviously, just because of, uh, well, in 2020, didn't have a season, and then you know after that, you have you know restrictions. So they were back out there today, and it's always very special, Reed, because it, it gives a chance for kids that have uh, mental and physical challenges that normally – wouldn't be able to go to K days. Um, they get the uh, they get a large portion of the of the park to themselves, and uh, you get the uh, green and gold out there helping and uh, you know bringing some joy and and smiles on their faces, helping them get on rides and play games and that sort of thing. And uh, tonight we're going to hear from Kevin Brown, the Elks uh, running back, who. Uh, this is his first time he's been participating in Monday Morning Magic. Like there's been a lot, you know, there's a lot of players on the team that are first time here. And uh, I just want to get a perspective on uh, what he felt the day was like. I mean, it was a beautiful morning, obviously. And uh, Kevin Brown, you know, there were some comments earlier today, like from Tanner Green, the fullback, and Mark Cordy, the center on the offensive line, who said they had trouble getting into rides. I don't think KB is going to have any trouble or would have had any trouble. So, uh, you know, we'll talk about the season, obviously. Um, I, I know the offense is uh, getting a lot of criticism, and deservedly so. 0-7 uh, and the Lions coming in with or without Vernon Adams, a quarterback, and I would imagine it's without. The Elks are going to be in tough, but... You know, their defense, I think, gives them a puncher's chance. It would be nice if the offense, uh, you know, would find a way to be more relevant in games. That would uh, maybe be a tie turner for this, <laughs> a good way uh, for, to put for this team. Don't, don't even have to be super successful. Just be relevant <laughs> and, and have, have somewhat of an impact yeah. in favor of your team. All right. Uh, yeah. The, the Ottawa Red Blacks, uh, I, I feel like they are – in an odd way, even then, hey, they, maybe they're still not that good. I mean, they do have two overtime wins, but they're scoring. They're winning even with their, their fourth string quarter. I, I feel like they've kind of become the, the big story around the league here. Yeah, they have for sure. And I, I feel so happy for Red Blacks fans and that organization. And I am so envious at the same time for that fan base, you know, about that fan base and that organization. I mean, we, we're dying for the uh, for Edmonton Elks fans to feel the same thing and the excitement. And it just shows you, Reed, it can happen. It can happen somewhat quickly, but uh, you got to be committed and you got to have the right person in charge in every role, right? And uh, they have a great offensive coordinator, Kari Jones, uh, Dustin Crumb. I don't know if he's going to be that good, you know, that, like he's been the last couple of games, but it's been exciting, and he definitely turns heads. So uh, I think Ottawa can inject some hope for uh, an organization like the Elks that it can't round in, in, in rather quick fashion. All right. Have a good show, Dave. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Rito. Dave Campbell is up after the news with the Elks this week. Earlier tonight, you heard from Odell Willis. Good to check in with him and Dustin Nielsen. 
formerly of TSN 1260, and of course, play-by-play voice for the CFL on TSN. This portion of the show presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.